0: opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KECI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.
1: Good morning, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. Sorry, we're cracking up here over eat your breakfast. Have you had your breakfast? I used to eat donuts and drink coffee when I was little, like 13. How sad is that? And then I wonder why I was asleep by 10 o'clock, sleeping through all my classes. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're adjusting to that hour change. Kind of harsh. I woke up this morning and I was like, coffee. Maybe I should switch to espresso this week. Yikes. We have a very special guest this morning, Carol Miller. She has called in from Chicago. She is the founder of Positive Focus. She joins me this morning. To talk about her grassroots nonprofit organization, she has a passion for, and she promotes positivity, allowing people to see love over fear, abundance over lack, diversity over differences, and peace over conflict. She's also founder of, well, organizer of Global Free Hugs. I don't know if you've heard of this, but I love this. And a dear friend of mine who's no longer with us was part of this organization and uh, Carol was inspired by the original free hugger, Juan Man. We don't think that's his real name, by the way. Um, global Free Hugs. And it embraces diversity while spreading love and kindness one hug at a time to let others know they matter. So people would actually hold up signs, free hug. And some people would walk by you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to hug you. You're a total stranger. But, you know, sometimes we need a hug. Something's gone wrong in our lives or we don't have a loved one or Something, you know, just having a rough day, you know, and get the funk out. How perfect, having Carol Miller join us this morning. So welcome,
0: Carol. Thank you. It's nice to be here. How are you? I'm fabulous. And yourself? Great. What's the weather like where you are? It is 60s and a little bit overcast, but it's still a beautiful day. That's us. That's exactly what we have today. Excellent.
1: Perfect. Perfect. So I was just uh, talking about a friend of mine, Shannon, and how I'd heard about Free Hugs. I saw some videos she was involved in, and I thought, what a great thing. And then you and I reached out through Facebook, and I want to hear all about Positive Focus, how you started this organization.
0: Excellent. I started Positive Focus. I was thinking about this when we had talked. Mm -hmm. I started it in 2007. I had always been a self-help guru as far as reading the books and watching any type of videos I could. And I was sitting in a class, and it was a self-help type class, and one of our exercises was to dream about what we really wanted in our life. And the very first thing I wrote down was that I wanted to surround myself with positive people. Nice. And it was probably two years later after I had started the process of Positive Focus and having people at my house and events, I'm like, oh my gosh, exactly the sentence that I wrote out was happening. I created it through starting an organization, offering um, the options of living your best life through your thought processes and the power of what having a positive focus in your personal life can mean to you. And it's it's really meant a lot for me personally.
1: Beautiful. Let me ask you, were you thinking you want to surround yourself by positive people because you were surrounding yourself with people that were kind of toxic or negative or what was going on?
0: Well, I, I was working in a, a job that I enjoyed the people I worked with, but mm-hmm. I really did not care for... Um, what I was doing personally with work, so okay. I was—I wasn't really feeding my own creativity, right. and there was some toxicity in the company just because we were having some financial problems and things like that. So right. I sought outside resources and classes, and realizing, you know, that it truly was my own thought process that were creating the negativity around me. The more I focused on people being negative and complaining and gossiping, mm-hmm. the more I saw of it. So yeah, the mo- when I began to take control of that myself and talk about the people who were happy and fun and and living, you know, their best lives, the more that I surrounded myself with that. So it was uh, interesting to see how positivity grew as I saw it personally.
1: You know, it's interesting. I remember years ago when I was in my 20s, I was hanging out with somebody who was five years older and she would say negative things about people. She would criticize maybe what somebody was wearing, uh, what they said, and I started thinking, oh, I just, wh- what does she say about me when I turn the corner? I mean, I just felt like that was really toxic and I thought, I don't wanna be around somebody like that because that's not a positive feeling.
0: I, I, I fully agree, and the more that you're into it, the more you can control your own feelings towards that negativity, too, Mm -hmm. because you could see it as, wow, that's their experience, and you're glad you're not there. Because I think any time people say hurtful things or do hurtful actions from the smallest detail to huge, significant things, it's because they're coming from a place of hurt. You don't say mean, judgmental things if you're not feeling judged and hurt yourself. Or somebody judged
1: you. Yeah. 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 I really believe it's very important to break cycles, so... Whether it's uh, somebody told you you were fat and you had an eating disorder all your life, I think it's really uh, important to break cycles of negativity so you don't throw that garbage on your kids, you know, or whatever it is that happened to you. I think it's very important to, you know, hold yourself up to that.
0: I agree. And I also think it's important to realize. I think we live in a society that we're easily influenced and lose our own power. Uh I remember hearing um, Tony Robbins speak years ago saying that I can stand in front of you and call you every name in the book but it's your choice to own it. Uh So even if somebody is calling you fat or skinny or whatever, it's hurtful and nobody wants that thrown at them. But you need to check in with yourself and, like, is that true? And if it is true and it feels wrong for you, then you need to to make those changes to, to be more true for yourself. But, again, it really is owning your own power and not letting outside influences Say you're beautiful, or you're ugly, or you're smart, or you're stupid. You know that those are your um, decisions to make on what you see for your life.
1: You know it all comes down to like when you were little, and you know you heard a rumor. Somebody said, uh, you know, she, th- this is going on with her, and you and you think they think that of me, or yeah? And, and it's like you can't let go of those childhood feelings and insecurities.
0: You almost need to reprogram your brain because they are sitting right in the back of your head, and sometimes they're unconscious to you. You don't even realize that when you're upset about something, it's truly because of what somebody said to you when you were 10. It has nothing really to do with what they're saying to you now at 20, 30, or 40. It's from a childhood experience. That's so right. the more you work on reprogramming yourself with, you know, appreciation, gratitude, and affirmation, mm-hmm. um, the easier it becomes. It's not necessarily easy to go from being a negative person to a positive person, but there are steps to, to make that happen if it's something you're interested in and want to do for yourself.
1: That's great. And so so you went from having another job in a different area. What was that?
0: I did. Well, that's a interesting thing as far as being able to be happy regardless of the situation. Um, when the economy turned bad, I was working for a company that dealt primarily with government contracts, and mm-hmm. as the government had no money to spend, we were you know, losing projects ourselves. Right. And at first, you know, it, it was a scary time. I did public relations for a technology company. Okay. And there was a point where we got a pay cut. And then there was a point that we got a even a more drastic pay cut. Mm-hmm. And they put us on furlough. And then finally the company closed. Wow. And um, that was in the fall of 2010. Mm-hmm. And although it was scary, I really knew... It was the best for me, not for closing the company. I really loved the people who worked and ran the company. But knowing that it wasn't filling what I wanted to do, and it allowed me to develop positive focus more as my um, role in the company. I was a a spend money person. I was the one who arranged our conferences. There was no money to spend so I had more time on my hands. So I was able to really look at what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. That was great. And that was to help empower people to really make a choice and know that, you know, they aren't a victim to anybody. They're only a victim, really, to their own thoughts about themselves. But what
1: made you decide that was the focus of your life? That was the thing that drove you?
0: I was, I was again, I was in taking a lot of classes and just learning myself. And the more oh, I right. learned, the more I thought, I wish people knew this. And I wanted it to come from an approach that you come to me if you want to. I'm not about making anybody or changing positive focus itself. We don't ever go out and tell people you have to be happy, that kind of thing. But the more I got into it and the more I realized it was my own thoughts that were creating the good, the bad, the ugly, and thankfully the vast majority of my life has been good, but I too have had my challenges, that when I realized it was thought process that really created it, I just wanted to be an avenue for people to see how life could be, you know, as happy and healthy as they could make it if they wanted to.
1: That's wonderful. What are some of the things you do to keep yourself happy and healthy?
0: Well, I think part of it was creating positive focus. I was telling somebody we started just with a book club, and I've always liked to read, but life gets busy. So I would have a stack of books I wanted to read and didn't ever take time to do it created a book club well guess Mm -hmm. what if you facilitate a book club you better read the book so i would (laughs) want movies i wanted to do so i would put it on the calendar and you know kind of hold myself accountable by leading the group into doing those kinds of things nice nice yeah so you've done a lot of events yeah we've actually done over a thousand events whoa that's amazing yeah, we started, like I said, in 2007, and then just the way the group was going, it made sense to become a nonprofit. So mm-hmm. in 2009, we filed the formal paperwork, and we're now a 501c3. That's
1: fantastic. Now, what would you do suggest for people that don't have your organization nearby? They're here in California, and they're in a funk.
0: They're in a funk. Um, I think the very best way to get out of a funk is, number one, is to be gentle with yourself. Because if you start beating yourself up for feeling bad or saying something not so nice to somebody, you just keep yourself in that space. Mm -hmm. So I really think the more you know that what you're going through at that moment is the right moment. I kind of use the analogy of flowers. We all love spring and we all love to see the flowers. But in order for those flowers to bloom and grow and smell so beautiful, they've been planted in manure. They've Mm -hmm. been rained upon and the winds have blown them but they still show up beautifully right. so to appreciate that rain in your life and the manure in your life knowing it's just another process allowing you to to step forward is one of the big things to me is appreciation and gratitude for where you are and what kind of gems can you learn from that experience you're going through right. you know and sometimes it takes you to I don't want to say hit bottom because there's a bottom for everybody, but sometimes it really does take you to get to those places that you feel so disappointed that sparks you into making a change. You know, we can all get kind of comfortable in where we are.
1: That's true. That's true. You know, other thing uh, people have asked is, how do I find time to do the things I like? You know, because everybody gets so busy. But when you have some realistic, obtainable goals... It's great to just put yourself out there and say, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to spend one night a week, even though I'm busy, I might be a mom, but I'm going to say, you know what, one night a week or whatever, one day, one moment on the weekend, I'm going to go take some lessons. I'm going to learn the violin. I'm going to sing. I'm going to do something. And that little step helps you find yourself and make yourself happier.
0: I fully agree, and for all of you moms out there, blessings to you, because life is so busy, and when you've got children and families to take care of, that's just an added thing. But when you realize the more you are fully yourself and living your purpose and you're happy in your own skin, the better off your family is anyway. So taking that hour, that 15 minutes a day, you know, get up 15 minutes earlier than the family just to to stretch and breathe. Um, but absolutely taking classes, reading books, seeing Mm. an inspirational movie, turning the news off and not listening to the chaos that people are sharing because there's a whole a lot of great stories out there too that don't tend to make the nightly news.
1: That's so true. That's so true. You know, I don't know if I told you this when we were talking over the weekend, but I'm in a band and I play guitar off and you on. You did not. How fun. Yeah. So, well, it's something I've always wanted to do and I started in a band years ago in Boston and I stopped and I started and then I had kids and but it kept nagging me. And that I wanted to start playing again. Um, So every Sunday I have band practice and my kids will say the same thing. Mommy, don't go, please. (laughs) And I have an awesome husband. He's amazing. But they just don't want me to go. But I say to them, you know what? If I was upstairs folding laundry, doing something, working on something or whatever, you wouldn't even know I was here. And to go for that little bit of time, for that time for me, makes mommy happier and you'll be just fine.
0: Well, and and, I mean, as kids, they can't understand it, but if you stayed home every weekend and did not, you know, fulfill that in you, you probably wouldn't be your best mom either. They don't have a a clue how that, you know, nourishes your soul. So I'm really proud of you and grateful that you do that for yourself because... You're just a better human being, too, by following what you love.
1: Well, I'm, I'm much happier l- lately and um, because I do wake up and it's not nagging at me and my guitar isn't like holding clothes, you know, laundry, <laughs> instead of being played. And, and I got to take my 9-year-old to a guitar center this weekend, and we had such a blast. She didn't want to leave. Guitar center is a big chain of guitar stores. And I had her on electric guitar with, playing with different pedals. I took a little video, and she was so hooked. And I, I said to her, welcome to my world. This is what mommy loves to do. Oh, fun. You know? So if you're just tuning in, by the way, we're talking to Carol Miller. She is uh, the, the founder of a great nonprofit. And we're talking about uh, Positive Focus. So tell me about how you got involved with Global Free Hugs.
0: Global Free Hugs. So for Positive Focus, we do Mind, Body, spirit service, charity, and fun social events here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We've actually just started our first chapter in Lexington, Kentucky as well. But one of my favorite events that we do is service charity. And I had seen free hugs One man in Australia started it in 2004, Mm -hmm. and I could go through the whole story, but you can find that online as well. And it just seemed, I'd seen the video several times, and it just tugged at my heart, and I thought, this just was so in alignment to positive focus that I decided in 2008, once a month, we were going to go out there and give free hugs. And the first time we did it, I was terrified, and I'm like, (laughs) people are going to look at me like I'm a, a fool or whatever. It was snowing out in Chicago. And oh my gosh! Once you get a few hugs, it's, it really <laughs> changes your whole feeling, and you realize the importance of just the physical touch for people. We've had people cry. We had people oh. say it's their birthday. Thank you. They've lost their job. They needed the hug. Oh my gosh! And so we were just doing it locally in Chicago. I tend to just be an idea person, and mm-hmm. in the fall of two thousand eight, thought wouldn't it be wonderful to have people hug all over? The world and send me pictures and I'd make a video of it because oh, i have been making just um, still shot videos of our free hug events here in Chicago. Okay, So I just started emailing people and asking people to join and people kept signing up. An organization called the Humanities Team, which has chapters internationally agreed to do it and they sent it out to their members.
1: Nice.
0: And in the fall of 2008, we had our very first global free hug event and I was wanting to get Huggers on each continent, as many countries as possible, all 50 states, and then some peace leaders. So it's just been growing since then, and we have our next one coming up in May.
1: Well, let me ask you, the very first event, you're nervous, you're out there. Was, did you say it was snowing or it was just freezing? It, it was snowing, yeah. <laughs> you're holding a sign, the wind's blowing you, um, and were, were people walking by
0: going, what you know, Pretty much,
1: yes. It yeah.
0: was a cold. I First of all, in Chicago, I was down by the lake oh, doing this. So add the cold lake wind in January with snow. and You can kind of get the visual.
1: Lovely. Being
0: a cold, snowy day, there are less people out. Yeah. So it wasn't like we had 300 people walking by us all the time. Yes. You know, so it would be like you would be standing there and, oh, yay, a person's walking by. Maybe they'll get a hug. So we did have quite a few people looking at us like, okay, I have no clue who these people are. right? right. Um, but we did get quite a few hugs as well. And as nice. soon as you get that first hug, you're, you're hooked.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm sure once somebody sees somebody getting a hug, they're like, okay, I'm next in line. Thank you. And that's
0: a, exactly like now we do it in a very public place in downtown Chicago. And like a 100 people will be walking across the street, and maybe in that whole group, nobody gets a hug. And somebody will say, oh, I can't believe nobody's hugging you. Well, had they been there 30 seconds earlier, they would have seen a line waiting to get hugs from us. So, you know, you just never know. It just takes that one person out of the group to break through, and everybody else kind of follows along.
1: Well, there is that, you know, wall that you're not supposed to really break, and people need to get past that and have a little fun in life and take risks. And, you know, you're not going to pickpocket them.
0: That's what <laughs> and, and there will be people who will joke about that, too. Unfortunately, they're joking. They're like, let me check my wallet. Oh, and I'm gosh. like, I just took $100. No worries. Yeah, right. No
1: problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. And so you have a link of this on your site?
0: I do. Our website is positive-focus.com. Mm-hmm. And on that, at the top, you'll see a free hugs link, and then it'll talk about our free hugs That's events wonderful. and how to sign up for global free hugs. That's great. And also on our on the home page shows the very last free hug video.
1: Do you have people that have been with you a long time doing this?
0: Yes. I mean, I've had, like, right some weeks we have people out there other weeks we have 10 people out there but i have a couple of different people who have pretty much been doing it with me from the beginning
1: nice that's yeah, great it,
0: it's a lot of fun to it's fun giving the hugs it's also fun standing off to the side and watching and seeing you know trying to see it's like yeah that person's going to get a hug or it's the person you don't think is going to get a hug and they're the ones who run up and give one so it's it's always it's a great um Experiment to watch humanity how they see it, and even if they don't get a hug, the vast majority of people walk by with a smile, watching yeah. us or thanking us for being there. Rarely, I can only think of a couple of times where it's ever been somebody saying um, something not so nice about it.
1: Yeah, sure, right? There's always one of those,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but, you, you know, even yeah. that's a good experience because. If we didn't have contrast in our life, we would start taking, the, you know, the good things for granted, too. So right. if you don't have those wake-up calls, you, it's, it's much easier to take the good things for granted.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I love what you're doing. So do you also go out and lecture?
0: I do. We, um, I do a few public speakings here in the Chicago area, basically. And then we have other um, coaches and things involved who do public speaking, too. That's great.
1: Anything big going on in Chicago that's coming up for you?
0: We have. Well, um, we also host speakers here in Chicago. So in April, we have a gentleman who's from California, Gary Quinn. He has a coaching program in LA, and he does a lot of um, life coaching and speaking. And he's going to be coming and talking about happiness in times of uncertainty. So we've got two workshops with him, April twenty first. Yes. And then we're just involved in a lot of other people's. I mean, I don't have all the answers positivity, so we like to partner up with other organizations that are doing like-minded events. And I'm involved with a, a conference called Celebrate Your Life that comes to Chicago, and an organization called LifeBook here in Chicago that also offers options of living your best life. It's it's a fun ride.
1: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, my friend Shannon was involved with uh, Free Hugs. Is that yeah. how you
0: met through the Free Hugs program? Yes, yeah, she came, she had signed up. Our calendar, we keep all of our events on Meetup, okay. which is an international organization. So you can easily find us on the Meetup calendar as well. And she just signed up and came to one of the free hugs and came to several of them. So that's how I got to know her. And that's she great. she loved the event and we loved having her. Yeah,
1: she always had a, a great spirit for doing community outreach. Yeah, and stuff she like did. That. She, and
0: she just had that warmth about her. I mean, it's always, it's again fun to watch people. Like we have some people who you wouldn't think would have that personality to go up and give somebody a hug, but there's, they just have that warmth about them. And Shannon definitely just emulated, come give me, you know, get a hug from me. She just had such warmth about her. Right,
1: and you have to be a fool not to hug her. She was very
0: beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't have a, a problem with that either. Right,
1: I'm sure, I'm sure. It was so cute. I love what you're doing. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. More with Carol Miller, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out. Hang tight, Carol.
0: The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about the show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. Whoa, check out that duck.
1: Ooh, an ambulance. Oh my god, is that a bench? Hey, hey you, do you like taking photographs as much as I do? Then put them to good use. Oh, one sec, there's a leaf from the ground here. Submit your most creative, expressive, or interesting photo to promotions at KUCI.org for a chance to win two free tickets to this year's Beyond Wonderland Festival. Oh, nice, the elderly. Go to KUCI.org and click on the Beyond Wonderland banner for more details on how to win. Eight. We've worked together for years. Seven. I'm the parking attendant. I park your car every day. One in eight Americans is struggling with hunger.
0: Six. We speak at PTA meetings all the time.
1: Including millions of children and seniors.
0: Five. I went to summer camp with your son last year. Four, I'm your old friend. We went to high school together.
1: Someone you know is in need.
0: Three, I work at the gas station. I pump your gas.
1: Two, I'm your neighbor. Our kids are classmates. Who's the one in aid in your life that needs help? One, we live next door to each other. You can make a difference through Feeding America and its nationwide network of more than 200 food banks. Take action at feedingamerica.org slash one in eight. A public service announcement brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Look at all the cars. Lots of colored cars. Ah, there's a blue one. Isn't it pretty? Whew! Look how fast that red one's going. It's red like that stop sign. Like my jacket.
1: This is a 38-year-old man.
0: My jacket's not a car, is it? Is my jacket a car? My jacket is red, but it doesn't go fast.
1: He may sound a little strange to you and me. Vroom. Vroom, vroom. But to his two-year-old son, who's interested in cars and colors, he makes perfect sense.
0: That's the sound
1: cars make. When you talk with your child, you build vocabulary, and learning starts long before school does. So follow their lead. Take simple everyday moments, like eating dinner or just watching cars go by, and turn them into learning moments. Ooh, look, red
0: Yes! Ah, it's moving awfully fast. Blue car! Yes, the man in the red car is about to meet the man in the blue car. Get himself a pretty pink ticket.
1: Turn everyday moments into learning moments. For more tips, go to BornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, and we are back with Carol Miller, founder of Positive Focus. Hi, Carol. Hello there. So we were talking over the break. I found this great article in the OC Register, and it's called Take Steps to Unlock Your Potential. And it's from somebody uh, by the name of Dr. Barton Goldsmith. He's a psychotherapist in Westlake Village and he's author of 100 Ways to Boost Your Self-Esteem. So I thought we could talk about them, um, and I think you'd have some great insight into some of these 10 tips. That sounds
0: fantastic.
1: All I right? can't wait. So it, it starts off, the world is full of opportunity, but sometimes too much thinking can get in the way. Here are a few tips to help you change your life for the better. Number one, count your blessings. When you stop to remember what you have instead of worrying about what you may not be getting, it changes your perspective for the better.
0: I absolutely agree, and I think sometimes if you are in a really bad place, counting our blessings, that you're able to breathe on your own, that you have a roof over your head, that you have clothes. You know, just go back to the very, very basics, and then work from there. But if things are going better, I mean, there's so many things. To be, I mean, be blessed that the sun comes up every day. Be blessed that it's a warm day outside, or or whatever. There's right. always thousands of things you can be blessed about each day.
1: Right. You know, I was telling my kids I was at the gym a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was working out, and I saw some people in wheelchairs, and they had um, MS and some other things. One of them had a stroke. This woman was walking, one side of her body was paralyzed, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, we walk around saying. Uh, We're worried about the most insignificant things. We can't put it in perspective. And then you go out and you see somebody who's never going to walk again, never going to talk again. They need help getting out of a wheelchair and placed into a machine so they can, those two people can push the weight so they can get some kind of stimulation, some kind of exercise. And then there's somebody who's just worried because they don't know what they're going to wear to a meeting. You You
0: know what I mean? I, I agree. I volunteer at this organization It's called the Judd Goldman Adaptive Sailing Program, and I help take people out to learn how to sail, and a lot of them have MS or have suffered strokes. And I tell you, some of these people now granted, they have sought out this organization, so they're probably happier people who are looking for avenues. but they are some of the happiest, most appreciative people I know. Yet, you know, they're dealing with some pretty significant health issues. So, again, you know, it's a choice. You can see the good what's going on in your life, or you can see the bad what's going on in your life. It's a choice on what you want to focus on.
1: And remember the gentleman we were talking about the other day uh, who has no arms and no legs, and he lectures?
0: Yes. Yes. I forget his Uh, name. He has, I can't think of his name offhand. He's from Australia, though, right? Yes, and um, he is just amazing. I watch his video maybe once a week or so, just as a... a reminder of how precious life is, and, mm-hmm. and you could choose to, to make it what you want. I mean, one of the comments that he said that I thought was so powerful, he speaks to a lot of um, schools, and he said, you know, his circumstances didn't make him sad. What makes him sad is when he sees girls who have or who are fighting body image issues. I'm like, this man has no arms and legs, and yes. he's talking about girls. Or he's sad because girls have body image issues. Here, I, I, I found wow, his name. That's
1: just powerful. Excuse me, I found his name. I won't be able to pronounce it, but I'll spell it. It's Nick Vujicic, and uh, it's on YouTube. If you Google it, or you go on YouTube, uh, Nick Vujicic. No arms, no legs, no worries. That's what he. That's what he uh, labeled his video. Um, He's the eldest child of a Serbian family. He was born in Melbourne, Australia. He became a motivational speaker traveling internationally. And he markets a DVD for young people. Amazing. Absolutely amazing.
0: Somebody asked him, it's like, you know, do you miss hugs? And he's like, I hug with my heart. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, okay, so let me go on to the next one. Tell me what you think of this one. Start your day the night before. The most successful people I know end their work day by making a list of what you have to do the following day or two. This allows you, your subconscious, to work on things while you sleep.
0: I, I Again, I agree completely, and it's so amazing. So many of us go to bed watching the nightly news, so you fill your head with, the trouble in Afghanistan, the trouble with the economy, or whatever XYZ politics. And Wayne Dyer talks about the five minutes before you go to sleep are the most crucial moments because you're sending in to your unconscious sleep patterns, you know, your thoughts. So, you know, close out your day with what you were appreciative of what took place that day and set some expectations for the next day on. I, I know it's going to be a great day, and if you have specific plans, that you want to set that intention for happening well, you know, see it going well and, um, and work from there. But to send those good thoughts into your sleep is an amazing way to, to end the day and start the next one.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. Now, there's another one. Uh, be ready to grow. Adults have the ability to learn to delay gratification, but we also have a choice as to how to behave when things don't go our way. If you remember to take the high road, you'll end up where you want to be. It's so true.
0: <laughs> it's, it's very true. I've had people tell me before, you know, just make sure your side of the street's clean. We always think we need to get the, that last word in or justify something that took place. But, yes. you know, it's amazing how well life works through kindness. If you're kind to yourself and you're kind to others, it, it's just a, a easier day takes I, place.
1: You know, uh, I think I might have told you this. I do voiceover work, and I've learned to really not take it personally when I don't book jobs which happens quite often, actually, unfortunately, (laughs) because it's very competitive, you know, and you have to have thick skin. And what happens is you just learn how to get better and better. And you don't go into a room desperate to want to book a job. You go in, you do your best work, you say thank you, you send a postcard, you know, whatever, email if you know them personally, and that's it. And you just do your best with everything you do. And, you know, I think good things come your way.
0: I completely agree, and what's so interesting about that is, I mean, I have a friend who's an actress, and she's told me that before. She's like, if she didn't have a thick skin, you know, you don't get every audition that you go through. No. I'm, I have not had the pleasure of having those experiences, so I have taken it a little bit more personally in past times. Mm-hmm. But again, just because they don't want you for that voiceover or for that acting role or for that job, really there's gratefulness in that because you weren't right for it and they if you're not right for them they're not right for you so it it really all works out and the right opportunities do come your way
1: that's right no it's so true and I actually had something funny happen I auditioned for something and then it was given to somebody else and then I booked something else because of that initial audition because I wasn't right for it but they gave it to somebody else who was looking for someone that was similar that if i was the right fit for that not the first thing there you go you know and that's how life works sometimes you know and uh i think you just have to have an open mind and if you if you don't have thick skin it's it's hard you know you so. have to
0: have an open mind and the willingness to know that things work out for the best you okay. may not see it in the moment i mean i can think of past relationships that i'm like oh my god he is the one i have I to be in this relationship <laughs> and as soon as you step out of it then you see the codependence and the chaos that really lived there that you were closing your eyes to. So when you know that, you know, everything works out for the best. Yes. It it makes it easier to go through those challenging times.
1: We could fill a whole show on that, couldn't we?
0: We could, <laughs> and I'm sure we will someday.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. You know, when you're young, I always tell my kids, don't get married when you're younger, because when you are in your 20s, you're a lot different when you're in your 30s. Are you laughing over there? I am. <laughs> because it's so true, and you think someone is the right person, the right fit, and then you bump into them when you're with the right person. You're going,
0: what was I
1: thinking? How
0: embarrassing. (laughs) Right. Let's run. And John Gray says, the man who did uh, Women Are From Mars Mars and Venus book, he had said that our brains really aren't completely developed until we're like 28. We really don't know who we are. So how can we decide who we should be with when we don't even know who we are
1: yet? Well, mine wasn't, that's for sure. <laughs> and, have- you know,
0: some of them work out, and that's amazing that people are able to grow together. But yeah. I think that that is a huge challenge that you put upon yourself to to decide uh, happily ever after for life with somebody when you don't even know who you are yet.
1: That's so true. Let me just tell you a cute story. I was living in Boston, and um, I just wanted to get out. I was tired of the whole dating scene. I had... moved there because of a college boyfriend. I won't even go into that. And I lost my job and the relationship ended in the same month. And it was so traumatic. I just wanted to get out of there and I couldn't find another job. I wanted to be transferred to like San Francisco. I just couldn't, didn't imagine myself there. So I, but I stuck around and I made the best of it. And I made some great girlfriends. Uh, one was, is from Australia and, uh, did some fun things, but still in the back of my mind, I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave, and uh, but stuck around. And five years later, I met my husband in a bookstore. And by then, I was so not interested in dating, and I walked in to get a Seattle newspaper. I had lined up an audition, not an audition, an, an interview with a um, company in Seattle. And he was in there getting a newspaper, and he was drinking coffee. And I just sat down. I didn't even look at him. I was so not interested and if I had, I would have noticed how good-looking he was. And I, he's talking. He's like, Where are you you, know, are you from Seattle? I said, no, I'm going for an interview. My head's in the paper. And then we started talking. Long story short, next day we went on a date for uh, 12 hours. Wow. 12-hour date, one in the afternoon to one in the morning, and just really hit it off. But I said, I'm not going to stay in Boston because I met a guy because I did that already. And I was, I was stronger. I was more mature, and it just took me time. And, um, but, like, when you least expect it things happen.
0: And the fact that you, I mean, you were able to chalk that off as an amazing day where so many people, you put such expectations that, oh, this is the one, you know, and you plan the next 20 years instead of just enjoying the day. Like for dating, I tell people, you know, you go on a date and maybe you have a list of what the key components that person should be for you. And They meet four of them. So you're just so disappointed that they never call. I'm like, be grateful that you're getting closer to the right type of person for you because you're attracting the better quality people for you, not for somebody else. We all have our differences of our preferences.
1: Right, right. Uh, My friend who's from Australia, Lorraine, was so hysterical. We used to go out. We were both single at the time. And we'd go to this favorite bar up the street, have dinner, drinks. And she was so – she's a – criminology background, very bright, went to Rutgers, and she used to do a statistical analysis of the men she was dating (laughs) to see if they were good candidates for marriage material. And it was so funny.
0: Well, see, your friend had a jump up on everybody just with the Australian accent. So that's kind of not fair to begin with.
1: I know. I know. It was so funny, just her whole take on American men and trials and tribulations and she'd say how come you're not dating anybody i said i just want to wait for the right person and she would be out there meeting new people and they would just crack me up because they were the wrong people you know it was so funny
0: i think regardless of where you are in life if you're not feeling good about yourself or you're feeling great about yourself you can still be in a relationship you'll attract you know that similar energy to you so it's easy to yeah. to attract the ones that you were like, what was I thinking? And yes. it's easy to attract the ones that are really enhanced your life. I mean, you just have to be a full person yourself. You That saying that that person's completing me right. is um, sends up a few red flags.
1: But I know you don't want to be really needy um, and dragging in your baggage into a relationship. That's no good. Right. <laughs> That's terrible. Like you go on a date and all you're doing is talking about your ex and how bitter you are and, you know. He's with some hot blonde, you know, that kind of thing. It doesn't work.
0: Right. Well, and, you know, I try to stay away from the right, wrong, good and bad. It's just, you know, it's all a choice, and there's consequences to those choices. So if you go on a date and you talk about how miserable your past relationship is, Perhaps the guy that you're on a date with had a miserable relationship and you guys can commiserate together yeah. and create that kind of relationship. But if you're wanting a healthy, vibrant relationship, you want to bring your healthy, vibrant self to that date instead That's of true. talking about your past.
1: And I think you've got to give yourself time and be patient and let yourself heal from anything, whether it's a past relationship or losing a loved one or losing a job. and right. Because you don't want to bring your bitter, ugly self you know, to the table on a date or new relationship, it just doesn't. Even yeah, or a, a new job.
0: You know, if you had right. a bad experience in your last job, talking yeah. about how your boss did you wrong on a job interview is not going to be, you know, possibly the the best avenue to take as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And that brings me to number four on our list of take steps to unlock your potential. Drop the attitude. It is quite possible that by feeling entitled, you are pushing away things and people you might like. So true.
0: Yes. And again, I'm going to go back to Wayne Dyer. He, he often says, do you want to be kind or do you want to be right? Uh-huh. We we have this need to impose our opinions on people. And it's like, just take a breath. And it's like, is it, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by you? And does it need to be said now? And often you're going to find out, no, it really doesn't need to be said, or it doesn't need to be said now, or it doesn't need to be said by me ever. It's somebody else's business, not my own.
1: Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Okay, so number five, don't ignore your emotions, but remember that feelings aren't facts. Emotions need to be honored, but just because you have a feeling doesn't mean that you're right.
0: I love that one. Don't you? I really love it for many reasons, but one is, I mean, people have told me before, well, your life, your so happy because your life's so easy and it's not true at all I mean I have challenges like anybody else does but I tend to focus on what's going well in my life however I don't stuff when I'm sad or I don't stuff it down and say it didn't exist kind of thing I just don't live there you? you know I'll look at like if I'm having a bad moment I'll look at it for a second and then I just reach for a better feeling thought
1: true that's so true no that's excellent advice You know what's interesting? Are you an emotional eater, or do you not eat when you're unhappy?
0: I am an emotional eater. You are. Uh, See, I don't eat when I'm unhappy. I wish I didn't eat that. Well, I mean, I'm usually happy, so that's good. But I wish I didn't eat when I was unhappy.
1: (laughs) A lot of people do. A lot of women eat when they're unhappy. I just find that I can't eat. Yeah. I just can't. You know, I know people reach for the ice cream. I just wait till things are good and calm, and then I eat. And then look out.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, we just all have different coping mechanisms. And, you know, the more you focus on ones that are the healthiest for you. And, again, I really think it goes back down to not beating yourself up for whatever you've done. If you've chosen um, to do act upon something that is not in your highest interest and is not representing your best self, you know, be forgiving. If you're forgiving to yourself first, you're able to forgive others so much quicker. Right.
1: That's so true. That's so true. And hanging on to negativity, I I even tell my kids like don't don't hang on to negative things because it's just going to make you unhappy, especially starting your day, ending your day. I even talked this morning there's a new movie coming out. I said it's not for you because it's it's violent and I don't believe you should see something violent and they don't want to. Um, you know, I think even scary movies. I don't like scary movies, and I don't need them being freaked out and then being up all night, and then I don't sleep.
0: <laughs> right. And <laughs> you know? I think the more you allow that into your life, good or bad, mm-hmm. it does, it numbs you to it. So, you know, you're less sensitized to the reality of violence instead of, you know, you see it in the movie, and somebody gets shot five times, and they stand up and keep coming back at you. It's like, no, usually it just takes one bullet, and somebody's down on the ground. Right. So, I mean, it's just, you know, a misperception of what true reality is about, too.
1: That's right. And, you know, I uh, some people have mentioned to me they have insomnia. I've had insomnia. And sometimes you wake up and you get these irrational thoughts. You get worried about things. You actually, I think, you have to try to talk yourself out of it. Like, just all of a sudden try to think of something that is so pleasant, you know, like imagining something complete opposite.
0: Right. Because a lot of times if you're really in that state of fear or worry about a particular health, whatever it is, you know, it's hard to see the good in that experience. So then you want to focus on something that does bring you joy, whether it's thinking about something you did with your kids or if it was about practicing on your guitar or maybe taking a drive along the beach, but just a complete opposite just to get you. I mean, life is meant to be happy and treasured and magical, Right. So we put all these guidelines on it. It needs to be hard, and it needs to be frightening, and, you know, you can't trust people. But it really is supposed to be happy. So the the more you can focus on whatever it is that brings you happiness and work from there, you know, it's like just take baby steps. Some days you may be crawling. Some days you may be jumping. You know, it's just whatever sure. um, creates your happiest life just makes the world a better place.
1: That's so true. That's so true. So we'll move on. We've got... Uh, Six, let's see, we've got one, two, three, five more. Uh, Number six, watch out for negative thinking. Sometimes we get into negative feedback loops and don't even know it. We kind of touched on that, too.
0: I think that's very easy to do. I mean, it's easy to notice negativity when it's big issues, when somebody's saying, the economy sucks, or I hate my job, or I hate my spouse. It's easy to see that as negative. It's those little, subtle things of negativity that really permeates, like when you're the negative self-talk that we give ourselves, like I have to lose weight, I have to, I should do. I mean, I've heard a quote of like, I'm not going to shit on myself today. So oh, anytime you have those little subtle things that come in, and that's what really permeates and you know gets into your your cellular being kind of thing. That's right. So the more you're just aware of. What, how does this conversation make me feel? Right. You don't have to change the conversation. You could walk away from it or, you know, just go, I, I go to my happy place and I'm sitting on a beach in Hawaii. So, That's true. You know, just do whatever it is to keep you in a good feeling place.
1: It's so true. So number seven, set up and stick to a routine. We are creatures of habit and good habits such as getting regular exercise make us feel better. Maintaining good habits also helps us feel that we have some control over our lives. I, so true. So true. I, I have a routine. What's your routine? Do you have something
0: specific I would, to do? I would love to say I have a great routine. Oh. I do get up in the morning and I'll listen to um, an inspirational piece of music. And it doesn't, It's not even a religious piece of music, but just something, mm-hmm. a happy song like a Jason Mraz song or something like that to get me started. Um, I'm a big believer in affirmations, so I usually do them in the morning or before I go to bed at night.
1: Nice. Nice. You know, my routine is pretty much, because um, my life is chaotic, but exercise, eating well, um, trying to get enough sleep. You know, when I'm getting stressed, trying to focus on that, breathe in, breathe out, take a moment of pause, step outside, you know, because we, uh-huh. get, we get strapped to our computers and technology and everything, and um, just trying to have balance, you know, and, and which is really hard.
0: Well, and even to step outside of your own reality, like just go to a different neighborhood or something. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so easy to get tunnel vision into what's going on in our personal experience and mm-hmm. not see the whole of, you know, even our neighborhood or our city or our country or state or another part of the world. I mean, it's like it's, I like to focus on positive focus. Instead of saying there's 7 billion people in the world, yes. we talk about that there's one person 7 billion times. Oh, that's cool. Because when you put a face on somebody, you feel like you can make a difference. If you tell me a million people are suffering from HIV in Africa right now, it's like, how can I help a million people? But I can do something to help one person.
1: That's so true. That's so true. Uh, Number eight, drop your resentments. Take uh, it says, they take up too much psychic space to allow us to function properly. By choosing to drop them, you will make your life much lighter. The hardest part is making the decision to let resentments go. So true. i got to share something. I, I remember getting in an argument one time with my dad, and we didn't talk for a while, and it really upset me, and I thought he owed me an apology, and I waited, and he didn't call, and I thought, I'm just going to call him. And I, And instead of starting the conversation with negativity, I was like, Hi, Dad. You know, how are you? And I, I kept it very light. And then what happened was we ended up working things out, and it was great.
0: That is a great story. And when you think about it, if somebody comes at you and says, How dare you do this to me? What do you do? You dig your heels in and you protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you truly want to get around the resentment, you need to approach it in a loving space in order to actually talk about it. Or Otherwise, people, you know, shut out. And, you know, don't listen to that because they just want to be right and protected.
1: Right, right. It's it's so easy to just stay bitter and, and hold on to that resentment, but it's so unhealthy.
0: It's very unhealthy, but it's a comfort zone because you're in control. I can control my feelings towards you rather than being vulnerable and saying, hey, this hurt me or whatever, and having that conversation and letting it go because really – you holding on to that resentment, that person may not even be thinking about that situation anymore. So truly, you're only hurting yourself. I mean, you may be resenting that person saying mean things about it, whatever, yeah. but it really has no effect on them because they've moved past it.
1: Although I have to say, I do tell people, I think it's okay if there's somebody even in your family that is toxic to you, that you, you just can never have a healthy relationship with is, You should not feel guilty because my personal feeling is... You just have to be happy, and if that is unhealthy for you, it's okay, and I don't think you should feel bad about it.
0: Well, I don't think you should feel bad about anything, and uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Neil Donald Walsh. He's the author of a series called... Um, Conversations with God. He's written many, many books. And one of my favorite things by him, and he was talking about unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. and unconditional love, because we all think that you have to have conditions to love somebody, but you can love somebody and not participate in their life. And his saying is, I love you, but if you continue this behavior, I'm going to leave the room. Mm -hmm. I love you, but if you continue this behavior, I'm going to leave the house. I love you, but if you continue this behavior, I'm going to leave your life. And I I believe he was talking about addictions at that time Mm -hmm. but it's so true we think that just because the relationship didn't work i've got to hate you now you can still love somebody and not be involved you know just send people who you know in this world that are hurting send them love instead of fear send them love instead of worry
1: that's so true so we've got two more and then we have to wrap up Uh, number nine know who you really are and learn to honor yourself we all fake it from time to time and once in a while this can be a good thing, but never compromise your personal values and always strive to be your
0: best self. I love I that don't one. even know that anything needs to be said about that. I know. It's like Not said. <laughs> I mean, know yourself and know that you're growing and changing, so allow yourself to evolve into the best version of yourself. Yes.
1: And if you – I remember sitting in a cubicle years ago and thinking – I cannot imagine doing this for the rest of my life. This is so boring. I was looking at a window, and I was doing corporate training and development, I'm thinking, I really do want to do something else. I know there's something else for me out there. And I honored that. I honored that. I started taking classes and doing other things. That's a whole other story. But, but And look can-
0: where you are. Could you have imagined then where you are now? No. There you go. No. But, you, but you held that expectation and that knowingness, that there was something different and more magical out there for you. Well, you didn't have to know what it was, you just had to know it was there.
1: And I also believe you should pay attention to total strangers. Sometimes they give you words of advice because I went to a Syracuse alumni luncheon or reunion and I met this woman, she was an older actress, and I told her I really didn't love my job and she was telling me about radio and voiceover and acting and she said, Janine, it's never too late, here's the number of my voiceover teacher, call her today. I mean it. You call her today. And she said this at the very end, too. You see that number on that napkin I gave you? You call her. <laughs> and I did. And I took classes, and that opened up my life completely. I love that story. Yeah. All right, number 10, enjoy a part of every day. Look for these little bright moments that happen all the time, but that we often fail to recognize.
0: Again, I mean... There's so much out there to be appreciative of and to look at. I mean, when you're taking a walk, instead of having your nose buried into your iPhone texting somebody, look around you, smile at people. A smile has so much healing qualities. People just want to be seen and heard and know that they matter to somebody. So the more that you can offer that up to people and yourself, the better life is.
1: I agree, and I think... uh... To make this short and sweet, too many people are caught up in texting and not even aware of their relationships, and you need to unplug and get away from technology and just nurture the people around you.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a a great idea. I tend to be a technology um, person myself.
1: (laughs) I know, but it makes us very antisocial. So, Carol Miller, thank you, and please throw out your website for people to check you out.
0: It is positive-focus.com, and Global Free Hugs is March 4th through the 6th. And you can email me at hugs at positive-focus.com to learn more about it or visit our website, or we're on Facebook as well.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for calling in for Chicago. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. Have a wonderful day, and uh, I'll be in touch.
0: Okay, sounds good. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. Have an amazing Monday. I'll see you back here next week.